0: All right, Gene. Are you ready to be counted in? Oh yeah. Are <laughs> you ready? In Hamish, Alba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Where my mom's? Where my mom's? Where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs in bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's? Where my mom's? Where my mom's at? Where my mom's
1: at? What's up? Come see me do stand-up live in Des Moines, Des Moines, Iowa, April 9th through 11th, and then Phoenix, Arizona, April 23rd through 24th, just two nights, and then one night only, May 6th in West Palm Beach, Florida, the Improv, July 15th through 17th, San Antonio, Tejas. Oh, and before that, June 11th and 12th, I am in Salt Lake City, Short Lake Titties, Puta, and then in July, Liberty Township, Ohio, Oklahoma City, and that's, uh oh, and then Orlando, Florida. There you go. Tickets, com. So much to get into. You know, I really, I just want to thank Dion uh, for coming on last week. If you missed his episode, you really missed a banger, man. I mean, we laughed, we cried. Uh we discussed everything, dude. He has quite a where my dad's at story. <laughs> and it was very moving for everybody, myself included. I cried like a baby. Um and just what a great lesson in resilience and what a what a great person. So there you go, Dion. Thank you for being on the show yeah, last he week. He was incredible. I mean, were you not just moved by that story? He was one of my
0: favorite guests that I think we've ever had on a Ugh. podcast. It's like it, it was such a breath of fresh air of someone that just like gets the mommy universe and
1: <laughs> that and, like, too
0: brings what he like brings what he
1: brought. You know. I know. I know. I'm like tearing up just thinking about that story. Uh, but uh, really, brings me into resilience being the core theme in my life right now particularly because I mean I don't know if you've heard of this cool show but there's a new show called Cobra Kai and <laughs> and I might be a couple years late to the game people but it is so good and I feel like such a nerd alert for loving it it's on Netflix now I know originally it was a YouTube show and I, I watched the first episode I was like mm. and then I really am deep into it and I know, Nadav, you're a huge fan, too, of Fuck Cobra Kai. yeah, dude. Okay, now, first of all, which dojo will you be practicing karate in, training in?
0: I mean, Cobra Kai.
1: Obviously. Oh,
0: gee, I don't want to, you know, uh, what's his name? Ralph Macchio?
1: Yeah, Miyagi-Do? Yeah.
0: It's for just nerds. Like, for I'm, nerds. The fact that he's, like, still doing, incorporating that into the car dealership stuff, oh, it's just like, God. bro,
1: grow up. Grow a pair. Just grow up. Just grow up, move on. But then again, you could say the same of... Cobra Kai like he's still repping the same style that he had back in the day
0: but I mean at least he's compensating with booze you know that (laughs) I I get (laughs)
1: that's how you
0: deal with stuff like an adult
1: I know here's why I love Cobra Kai you know um obviously as a general Xer, I grew up watching Karate Kid incessantly so did you watch the original movie growing up yeah yeah great movie only The, the original yeah just the first the other ones were I like tuned out but that movie swept America. When it came out, everybody enrolled in karate, myself included. That's when I beat up that kid in my class. I defended myself, I should say. And everybody wore those crappy shoes, the karate shoes. They buy, buy them at the swap no, meet. yeah. They like
0: isolate the thumb. <laughs>
1: the big thumb toe. Uh, n- no. Ninja shoes. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah, right. No, I'm talking about these crappy swap meet shoes. My dad would buy me. They're white canvas, and then like the bottom is made out of a faux sole. This—that's it. Those are shitty.
0: Oh, the brute, like the Bruce Lee shoes. Yeah. See, I'm thinking of these, the ninja shoes. Yeah, those are dope.
1: Them. Those are dope. Hell yeah. That's not right. even what I'm talking. I'm talking <laughs> just like straight up Valley swap meet, kung fu shoes, dude. And yeah, those are them, but like white, you got white because like my gi was white. <laughs> and I love Cobra Kai because as a Gen Xer, I love the message of fuck you, put a fucking brick in it. I don't care if you're a nerd, I don't care if you're fat, I don't care if you are you've got a fucking cleft lip you're gonna be cool. And and Cobra Kai, yes, in the past he was evil. We know that his sensei wasn't cool. He had problems, but this Cobra Kai is different because what it does is teach kids to be a badass, but not necessarily be evil and like hurt other people, which is what I'm all about. So there's this, so what I love is like, first of all, the sensei is the blonde guy who was, okay, look, what's his name in real life? It's like Johnny. John. Right, Johnny. Johnny. Now, as a young girl watching Karate Kid, I wasn't Team Johnny back then. I was Ralph Macchio all the way, right? Obviously, I had a crush on Ralph Macchio. Now, as a middle-aged woman, it's fucking Johnny Lawrence all day, dude. Like, it's kind of what happened to me when I watched Star Wars, and I went from loving Luke Skywalker to loving um, what's his name, the badass. Han Han Solo Solo. it's like you grow up and you're like oh dude yeah William Zabka (sighs) I mean could he be any cuter now and I'm not into blonde men I'm not into the blue-eyed blonde Aryan look dudes but I mean he looks fucking great and he's like 10 years older than me and he looks amazing but what I do love about Cobra Kai is the message of like hey dude the world is not going to conform to to what you want it to be always. Sometimes, yeah, you'll luck out, but guess what? It's not going to happen for you. So if you are a nerd, if you are overweight, if you are these things, like, you better learn to fight back, to toughen up, to have a line, to have a fucking yo mama come back or whatever it is. That's oh, what yeah. we did, yeah? Okay, so best example, and, and also he tortures the students with, he's like, you look like a fucking pussy. Like, he's mean <laughs> yeah. to kids, which is that's, what- That's what hooked me in. It's the best, Yeah. My favorite is when he takes a call and he's like, yeah, I teach karate to boys and girls. Gender what? <laughs> and like, he's so out of touch. He doesn't have a computer. He doesn't have an iPhone. He has nothing. And he's like, yeah, put that on the internet. Like he's so, he's totally yeah. Yeah, checked it, out. It's
0: like an 80s movie so that great. becomes self-aware in real time what yeah. decade it's in, yeah, which it's is phenomenal. amazing to watch.
1: It's a, and, and then it, and now it's like just a karate soap opera. Like I'm into series three and the, sorry what is it season three and it's just a stupid karate right. soap opera and i love it oh
0: yeah because it's just like teenagers like relationships yeah. and dating which is like that's it's, your these
1: yeah the first season i was all about just like the old school meets new school i love that i love the nostalgia of the 80s i love the music i love his car and he's like dude i'm just badass not he's like you know and he's like he's like dude like in the 80s did you you know whatever go do karate or whatever he's like dude i was bagging babes i was bagging babes and drinking i was like exactly exactly that's what we did gen x did that we were just getting ripped and partying and not being fucking nerds bro like so the best, so what I love, there's this character. What's his name originally we were talking about? The kid with the, the cleft palate? Fuck, I don't
0: even remember. I don't remember his real name. Was I mean, Eli? he called, he called uh, I it's mean, I know, I know the first bad name that he made fun of him with. It was what? Lip. He called him Lip.
1: Lip. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, so Google the guy, the character, the original. I think his name is Eli. And he's this kid who has a cleft palate. And, you, and so he's got a scar from when they repaired it. And he's like, you know, yeah, Eli, you nailed it. Yeah, I'm such. I have a good memory for stuff that I care about. Isn't that amazing? For Co- you, you talk Cobra Kai. You're going to hear some shit. Okay, so he's a nerd, and he's got this pal, and he's he has his head down, and then he goes into Cobra Kai's studio, and the mean teacher is like, "What's up, Lip?" And everybody is like, "Oh." You hurt his feelings. I was like that too. When I saw Really? My, I was like, holy
0: shit. He's making fun of his cleft lip. That's fucking wild.
1: Yeah, but everybody else. The po- I mean, the point being that everyone else in this kid's world is too. So you can wish that the world is going to be enlightened and woke and fucking with it and not make fun of you. But guess what, bitch? It's going to happen. So his advice, the karate master, the sensei, his advice to this kid with the cleft palate, he's like dude, you gotta, like, do something cooler. Like, do something extreme. Like, get a face tattoo. Or, like, he's like, right? Doesn't he tell him? He's like, get a face tattoo. Or, like, get a crazy haircut. (laughs) Do something to
0: distract from that fucked up lip of yours.
1: Yes! And so, so you see this character, Eli, he starts, you know, he cries and he runs out of the dojo. And then, lo and behold, he comes back, like, a week later. And he looks like this. And he's got a fucking mohawk. And he goes... He's like, what's up? Whoa, Eli. He's like, it's not my name. My name's Hawk. And then he pulls down his, his gi and he's got a Hawk tattoo and he's like, ha Like he does like- Like a full back tattoo. It's, and he's like 15. He's in high school. That's yeah. a wild move for high school. Yeah. And instantly my heart went pitter patter. And I was like, is this wrong? But I'm having feelings for like a 15-year-old kid with a mohawk and some swag. You know, like, yo, he has got swagger, right? Um, and I and this whole, now I'm watching Eli. Oh, don't, don't do not Google babies with cleft pouts. No, having- that's in the, sorry. <laughs> but like, so now I'm watching Hawk and his evolution on the show and I'm falling in love with him, like slowly. <laughs> Can you Google this actor's name so that I don't feel like a total pedophile? Like, am I... Oh, I don't want to see him. Yeah, Jacob Bertrand's his name. Ugh, and he's just so dreamy because he's such a f- super badass. Whoa,
0: look at him without a cleft lip. He's, I know he's he's actually a normal person. Gorgeous. Now, okay, hold, now Christina. Yeah, now, this is some. Isn't this discriminatory where they're taking roles away from actors with cleft lips, <laughs> cleft palates? Right. This is unfair. Well, it's 2021.
1: Cancel, cancel, cancel Cobra Kai. Of course, it's uh, this is an ableist thing, right? That we're 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 encouraging people to play things that they really aren't. It would be considered acting. So he was born on two thousand, March sixth. Wait. Oh, he just had his birthday. So he's twenty twenty one. Is that right? Is that my math?
0: Just about Chris yeah.
1: Larson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Happy birthday, Jacob.
1: <laughs> Good news, he's in his twenties at least. So I can have a crush on him. I don't feel like a total sicko pervert. I have a crush on all these boys, except for Ralph Macchio, which is interesting. Now he's kind of a neutered goody-goody with his wife in the car dealership. Uh, yeah, it's interesting how times times they change. But Ralph Macchio, let me tell you, that kid, he was 22 years old when he played the karate kid. Look well, at him. he was 22. Yeah, I believe 20 or 20. Like He was old as fuck. He looked so fucking cool back then too. I, and like, it's funny cause when you look at teen, like um, teen idols back then, look how skinny and little he is. Like, hello, now they're like ripped. Like, oh my God, here's another, oh my God. And there's another cute boy in there. Robbie. Oh, if I would have gone to school with Robbie. <sighs> dude, he, first of all, he's oh, in, yeah, this fucking oh guy. my God. <laughs> He's 22. I looked him up. (laughs) If this boy, if I had gone to high school with this boy, yo, I would have been pregnant a long time ago. (laughs) Let me tell you this. I would have done this podcast at from high school.
0: How how little would he need to do to back (laughs) you?
1: This kid. Yo, can I tell you what I love about this kid? This Cobra Kai kid. This is every skater boy. I was obsessed with in junior high. This Robbie because he's got like the skater boy nineties hair and he's got that like kind of dopey thing where he doesn't close his mouth all the way ever. Oh, I thought he had braces at first, but it was just that his he's just goofy. Like he doesn't close his mouth. I don't care how dumb he is. I'd be like, I don't care. Just let's cobra Kai, bro. Let's fuck let's do karate. I'd be like, come over. Come, show show me that leg sweep again, Robbie. <laughs>
0: take the leg robbie
1: take my leg put it over my uh put it over my shoulder robbie i mean isn't he just a dream that's a teen idol so that's what i'm telling you this is the difference between ralph macho skinny ass ralph macho and the guy who plays robbie who's a i mean this guy's a hunk and he's 22 so times they have changed or our sex symbols have changed when there's the ultra bad sensei I didn't like that he came back. It bothers me.
0: Well, no, because I think Johnny Lawrence started off as the first bad guy. Yeah. And instead of, see, this is what I like about Cobra Kai is that instead of making that character better, they were like, let's just introduce someone that's way worse than him. Yeah. So now he becomes the hero and doesn't have to change that much.
1: Well, he still changes, uh, Nadav. I mean, the change is slight, but it it is gradual and it is there. So please. Give Johnny a second chance. I feel like you're not giving him a chance.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. Because like by the middle of the second season, he's like, my car isn't the most important thing to me anymore. Yeah. I like these relationships that I'm developing.
1: Johnny is limited. Okay? Emotionally limited. But that's okay, because physically he's hot and he's got a cool car. (laughs) And he bags all the babes. (sighs) So that was my obsession. Uh, Cobra Kai. I'm just... It's just such a nice walk down memory lane and it's such a great message for kids, which is <laughs> just kick the shit out of somebody, you know, and bullying is not going to go away because if you, suppress, even if it's online and then you tell the kids not to do that, it, it's just part of part of life, you know, what right. are you going to say, Native? Uh, just grow a mohawk, right? Grow a mohawk. Yeah, dude. And kick some ass and be badass. I think that would solve everybody's problems. Like just, but the whole point is, like, even if you're like weird, you can still be badass and weird. That's the whole point, is like, just be a fucking badass. We should all go to Cobra Kai dojo.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that could be a good team-building exercise yeah, for yeah. Studio G. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I'd love to see you do karate, Nadav.
0: What, what? How do you mean?
1: I just think it would be really funny to see you doing karate.
0: Why funny? <laughs> What would be funny about that?
1: Um, what's the, like, are you athletic at all? Have you done anything athletic in your life? Yeah,
0: I'm strong as shit, dude. <laughs> Why is that funny? Why wait, are you laughing Wait,
1: what What did you, what sport have you done? Like wrestling?
0: Uh, I did soccer growing up. I did some basketball in college. I did a lot of jujitsu. Beat the shit out of all my friends. What's up?
1: Okay, jujitsu, because Joey Diaz does jujitsu. Uh-huh. Which leads me to believe that you don't have to be in good shape. You're to, wrong. Did jujitsu.
0: <laughs> Well, no, you don't have to be jiu-jitsu. in good shape to do jujitsu. You do have to yeah. be in good shape to beat all the people that you're training with.
1: Oh. I mean, not in good shape, but you know wow. you know what you're doing. Wow. Okay. Jiu-jitsu. All right. Do you do, do, you do like, jumping jacks to warm up and stuff?
0: No. <laughs> no, we do beach jiu-jitsu, so we, like, you know, we just, like, huh. kind of crawl on your back and fucking, you know, you, you kind of, like, beach do crunches and shit on the sand and stuff.
1: Okay. I not What's up? You're so passionate. I'm strong as shit, dude. What's up? <laughs> okay Um, also uh, uh, for my my Gen Xers and my Gen X adjacent people who are down with us Kid 90 uh, I'm watching that documentary on Hulu it's with Soleil Moonfry who played Punky Brewster and if anybody wants to know what it was like to be a kid in the 90s by kid I mean like your adolescence it is 100% What it was like watching her childhood because she grew up in L.A. It could have been superimposed with my adolescence as well. It's so. It was nice to see um, people before, before everybody recorded everything. You know, like it, it. You can even see how people talk and act. Like it's different before everybody was under surveillance all the time, and just doing a bunch of drugs and hanging out and. Uh, The music Perry Farrell's in the document in the documentary, which is like he's the icon of the 90s, too. It was a it was such a it was a great time because it really was before people started scrutinizing each other for like this nonsense that we're doing right now. There was a freedom. There was space to dream and to be bored and to exist without like knowing what everyone else was doing at all times. Oh, there's Brian Austin Green. So Brian Austin Green, remember, was on BH9. And it's so funny because I guess I remember too when this happened, like he came out with a rap album at some point and he got hated so much for it. And in the documentary, he's like, yeah, I guess there's a time I realized that, yeah, just everybody hates me. Everybody hates me. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, this poor guy. Like, can you imagine... Could you just imagine knowing that everybody hates you? And it's not just a suspicion, like he was getting trashed, like his his music and- Wait, why did everyone hate him? So this is before white rappers really existed. There was like Vanilla Ice and the Beastie Boys and they were kind of still clowned, like it wasn't cool. And so Brian Austin Green was known for being an actor on Beverly Hills 90210 and he was a child actor. And then he came out with a hip-hop album. And <laughs> Yeah. Like, I know. It's a recipe for disaster. Was that it's, Dylan? Was that his character's name? No, Dylan um, was a different guy. Um, Luke Perry. Oh. Gosh, you guys have
0: such a good memory for this stuff. It's wild that you said BH9. And it's yeah. just like, what the fuck is it's that? It's
1: the Nino, if you're a fan. bh BH9, duh. <laughs> God, what do you fucking new? Uh Nerd alert. So, uh... So he releases this hip hop album and it just gets trashed. And like I remember it coming out, and I remember my friends and I being like, "Fucking nerd!" And like, but it, they set him up. They set him up because he would be on BH Nine, and they'd be like, "They'd be like David. That was his character's name, David. You should rap at the house party." And then like he's a kid, he's like fourteen or fifteen, and then he raps on like Beverly Hills Nine Hundred and Twenty. It's so embarrassing because you know how uncool that is, right? Yeah yeah super not cool it's it's just not it's not cool it's not cool anyways he got a a bunch of it was just funny to see him be like everybody hates me i know it (laughs) i mean he seems cool as shit now like i'm sure he's he's gotten over it um yeah but i i uh it's not like the 90s were some magical decade it was just the decade it was before surveillance before it was the last analog decade so uh, you really look at it now and you go like, wow, Like you could just exist. You just existed and there were no... Um, you know, you took a photograph of yourself maybe twice a year. Maybe I have like two photos of me from the 90s and... Uh, it's, right, you'd have to go
0: get it developed.
1: Yeah, so... Or, yeah, and Polaroid film was really expensive so if you had a Polaroid camera, you were really like precious about your photos and yeah, it was expensive and it was hard and so you really valued every photograph that you took so i just remember like just feeling like i i definitely had a richer internal world in the 90s um because there was more space for it like i i wake up and i look at my phone and i look at emails and i look at instagram and i look at tiktok and that's what occupies my mind whereas there was a time when like i would wake up and just think human thoughts <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh-huh. it's weird
0: no yeah like i feel like i would I would remember, like, when I'd watch a show, I'd retain it and comprehend it for longer.
1: Right, like you would enjoy it. And right, and then
0: these days, yeah. it's like, I watch something, and then I was like, have I ever seen that? And then, like, you watch, like, a scene from, like, oh, wait, did I see yeah. this? Yeah. And it was like, you saw it maybe a month ago. Yeah. And you just don't retain it, because you just constantly, just so much stuff that you're intaking.
1: That's so, that's such a good uh, insight, yeah. Or even, as I devour a Cobra Kai episodes, you're like one episode is over oh the next one's coming thank god now i don't have to sit with the emptiness of this being done
0: right you're not you're not rethinking about the episode for the entire week yeah
1: exactly and but there needs to be like that refractory period after you see something that moves you like you you have to sit and digest it and think about it like when i watch that fucking jessica biel show seventh heaven no no (laughs) You say that like rice a It's not...
0: No, that's how the theme song goes. Seventh
1: Heaven. That was my Beverly... That was my BH9. BH9, bh 9 That show was cornier than BH9. That was corny as fuck. Weren't they all like church kids? Hold on.
0: You're judging Seventh Heaven and you're saying BH9 is where it's at. It's the the same shit, dog. It is not the same shit. Yes, it is, homie.
1: (sighs) Donna Martin graduates and Seventh Heaven was for nerds. BH9 was for, like, really cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but what's that show that I watched with Jessica Biel that I brought up and you guys were like, oh, that's, like, TBS. That's not even real scary what or crime. Show? It was a crime show. The The Savage. The oh, it was, the, it was a center. new one, right? The center. the center. The center. Look up The center. Oh, my God. This This show... I watched this over the course. Oh my! It traumatized me because I don't. I don't watch these murder killery shows. I just don't. And I watched the center of the first season, and I was so affected and so moved by the story and her acting. And <clears throat> she's and that the shit, dude. she's amazing. She's so talented, and, and and that's what it felt like in the '90s, where like and, and also when you think about how you consumed entertainment, so. In that decade, you had a TV, like a TV show you like. For instance, Friends was huge. My my roommates loved Friends. So every Thursday night at 8 o'clock or whenever it was, we they'd get in the kitchen and they would watch Friends. And you would get one episode and then you would enjoy that episode. Ha, ha, ha. Maybe watch the show after that. And then you turn the television off and it was like time to drink and smoke and talk shit. And you know what I mean? Like you digested things, you let them rest. And now I feel like my brain is always dialed into content. Right, like, right. I'm always dialed into, and you're never ugh. in
0: sync with someone else, right? Because like, remember, did you ever do this shit where you'd like watch? There's a show that you and your friend loved, and then you'd call each other like during the commercial. Break? Yes. Yeah, there was a couple of shows that I would do that like, with. You
1: know? Oh my god, dude, no way! Did you see that? It was so fucking lame, or what? Yeah. Right. I know, I know. It's Wild funny stuff. Tom mentioned that like on some podcast, he had mentioned a couple of shows he was into, and he said that people were so thankful to get a recommendation for a show because there's such a glut of content now. We were on um, one of the platforms last night and I was like, dude, that movie was made in 2020. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. What's that? What is that? What is that? that?" Like there's no way to sift through all the content that's being created right now. Right. It's just so different. Everything's streaming.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's like... You're thinking like, man, there's nothing good out. It's like, no, there's just too much stuff, and it's like the good stuff is buried deep in a platform, and like, not until a friend recommends it will it even get on your radar. You know,
1: that's right, because there's so much of it. It's not like back in you know when we had televisions, television channel two, four, seven, eleven, thirteen, right? That's what I grew up on, and you just you you knew the lineups. Like, what's on? Oh yeah, have you seen that sitcom? It's on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday. Like you just you all had a common must see TV. Yeah. What's fascinating too, I watched, um, was it CBS, what were they, oh, it was the Grammys? Survivor. Survivor, no, it was like, it was some massive TV show and they're like, watch it on CBS and then watch it streaming. And I was like, oh shit, streaming killed a television star. Mm. yeah video killed the radio star and right. now streaming what this is is killing television it's it's a whole new because well, it used to
0: be that everyone day. was in sync with each other and now yeah. everyone's on their own schedule so they can't even like it's just hard to even connect on stuff that you used to be able to connect on
1: i know i think that's why it's so great when mommies get to meet each other like fans of the studio jeans shows it's i think that's part of the reason we're like it's such a, a um a great community of people, like oh, you like that? Oh my god! Like you, it it means so much because you're like oh, if I I know your personality, if you right. like this shit, yeah, right. Because it's like yeah. oh, if you
0: like this, then I could trust your
1: taste. Yeah, mm-hmm. then and in, in probably you're probably a cool person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just being a little subjective there. So, okay, most importantly, follow ups. Now I am overwhelmed, just overwhelmed by the amount of support i am getting on throwing my flossers next to the bed i just want to thank everybody for acknowledging that my husband's habits are far grosser than mine and um you guys can submit those trash cans uh you guys have a lot of you too have been against me and say i should throw in a trash can i've deleted all those emails so thank you so much uh, for that feedback. Do you have any other thoughts on my uh flossing routine? Have you have you finally come around?
0: Of course not. No. It's like I can't believe like how much money did you pay everyone that voted in the poll that stop, we did on YouTube? Stop. No, cuz it's like stop it's it. I, I don't believe Rude. that the majority of people think picking boogers, which everyone does, is grosser than Flossing your teeth and then just throwing the flossers wherever the fuck that you'll step on. You're creating yeah. a bedlam of bacteria
1: mm. in, well, your, in your first bed, near for, your bed. Yana, first of all, I'm not throwing the flossers just anywhere. I'm throwing them in my little alleyway next to my bed and the wall. So Have you stepped on one yet? No, because I know where to throw them. I throw them close to the you bed. You know
0: where to throw I just, them.
1: Psh, right there. I don't step on them.
0: Ugh. You nasty as hell. Like, even today. Like, uh, like we just did one episode, right? Yeah. And then, like, like oh, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. And then I'm like, okay, well, we're going to change the set over. And I look, and, yeah. like, your headphones. The thing that goes in your ears is yeah. just the only thing touching the floor. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know this is going in your butt. Bo- like, what? Yeah. It's so dirty. You're putting such dirty shit, like, mm-hmm. in sensitive places. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, let me tell you something. Resilience. I'm very strong- you know what I did growing up? I used to play uh, with my bicycle in the L.A. River. You know what the L.A. River is?
0: Yeah, it's our sewer system. It's our sewage system.
1: It ain't no fucking river. Okay, native. So I'm strong. Okay. Yeah. Resilient.
0: I know, but I don't know,
1: man. Resilience. You're nasty as
0: hell. Just don't do it.
1: Anymore. I'll do what I want when I want. I'll do what the fuck I want. I'm an adult. So a lot of you are saying things like, get a trash can that goes on top of your nightstand, look up desktop trash can, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, go fuck yourselves, okay? <sighs> oh, here we go. Hearing you talk about dropping your flossers. Ooh, look at this one. It looks like books. No, no. It looks like I don't books. like any of that. I ain't doing it. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. My boyfriend has zero regard for keeping his side of the bed clean. He even just leaves the nightstand drawer wide open. 100% of the time. <laughs> we got him a small trash can, but as you can see from the attached picture, it is barely visible. It fills up and overflows with uh, within days. Candy wrappers, sparkling water cans. Oh.
0: Christina, you're saying that the side of your bed doesn't look like this? Not at all. It looks worse?
1: Okay, I'll take a picture of my side of the bed. I took a picture of a flosser on the floor because I'm still defiant. I'm going to fucking do it. This is, that's other level. I am not that bad.
0: Right, because you only throw one kind of trash and not every kind of trash, right?
1: Yeah, this guy's got hoarder all over it. That's hoarding. That's like level fucking two hoarding.
0: Would you say that there's about that much space in between your bed and the wall?
1: Mm, Yeah, a little bit less.
0: And you're saying that there's not enough space for a trash can?
1: I don't want one. I don't want to sleep next to a trash can near next to my head.
0: Christina, you're already doing it. You're already <laughs> sleeping next to an open trash container. Like, the floor is the trash. That's what you're doing. You have a floor-sized trash can next to your bed.
1: Okay, okay. Hold on. Listen to this, the rest of the email. Recently, the trash filled his entire alleyway, but he had to clean for our annual landlord walk. It took four garbage bags to get rid of everything. The photo is his new accumulation in the past month. I've given up cleaning it myself and since I have no reason to venture to his side of the bed, I let him live with it. It is literally the only eight feet of space I do not clean in the house, but I love him too much to let it bother me anymore. It's great that Tom seems to love you enough to allow this behavior as well, but he would probably appreciate the hell out of you being proactive and at least getting a small trash can. Don't start a bigger trash collection by adding a paper bag, God damn it! I support you living your life to the fullest, but please think of your partner, your children, your fur babies, and the home they share. Piss on me, beat me, Megan. You know what, Megan? This is an amazingly disastrous photo. Thank you for sharing this. I'm nowhere near this bad, and let me tell you, you guys don't think I fucking put up with Segura's lack of hygiene for the last fifteen years. I have put up with filthy whiskers in my sink, uh, hands that's that, so not a point, hands <laughs> that touch his balls and then touch my face. I have put up with streaks in the toilet bowl of brown. Uh, every, you name it. So if this is my one little transgression of a hygienic foible, a little hygienic thing, you know what I mean? Give me some slack, shit. Christina, everything that
0: you just listed off is something that like, it happens in every household.
1: Not
0: you've never women. left
1: streaks in the toilet? I try not to. But you've done it, right? I mean, accidentally. I like to make sure there are no streaks in my toilets. I try to check. I don't like leaving them. That's what that fucking brush is for.
0: But you're intentionally just throwing shit.
1: It's my side of the bed, Nadav. I can do as I please. It is my side of the bed. Enough. Stop hygiene shaming me. You know, you guys are just so uninclusive with your fucking hygiene shame problem. Okay, whatever. What do you mean
0: uninclusive? I was like, let me buy you a trash can. You're
1: not inclusive. You're trying to change me. I'm a hygiene deficient person and I... I'm struggling. Please. No, it's
0: for your own good, though. Like you said, change is the best tool, or shame is the best tool for change, right? Okay. Positive change.
1: Okay, okay. I whiten my teeth. <sighs> oh, God. Okay. You whiten your teeth. That's true. That's a good one. I don't see anything wrong with my habit. Now, most importantly, now, this was a real hot topic issue, of small penises. I asked you ladies to write in our men who prefer a small penis because we thought to ourselves surely there can't be one and he was like there's no way there's a woman out there and i said there's someone for everyone here we go here's some emails of oh and there's a voicemail too about it
0: um uh, Yeah, something really close to it
1: oh okay let's play that one is it on topic or not yeah it's on topic okay let's let's do that one and then i'll read why i love smaller sausages hi uh, my name is charlie i was listening to your last podcast
0: Um, Where you're trying to explain that some women like smaller penises. I actually used to work in a sex shop, and the most common dildos we sold were the of the smaller range, a little bit more thicker, girthier, but we couldn't keep those in stock. So I would tell men who would come in, uh, you know, who were worried about their length or how big they were, uh, that that's what we sold out of the most, and I, you know, was telling the truth. It was. Um, we couldn't keep those in stock at all because, you know, women's vaginal canal is only so long. They did prefer the girthier ones, though. I'm going to throw that one in. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought that help keep them high and tight. Have a good day. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I've said it on stage that, you know, you don't really want to marry Mr. Big Dick. I think you want to, for the long haul, you want a guy who's like fucking regular you know you don't you, don't, you don't, I'm saying like I mean imagine like fucking throwing grenades in your couch every week like being married it's just like it's too much you, average to below average
0: yeah it's too rich it's like do you too want much. a fucking porterhouse steak every
1: night no every night you want it to be special yeah or just like it's a sometimes treat it's yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, so I, I agree. I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know, fucking A, I don't know. I, I just, that's just my opinion. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, massive. Okay, hi, mommy. So I am indeed one of those women listening who enjoy a smaller portion of man meat. I do like penetrative sex. It is, in fact, it's fantastic. However, for me, I only really can enjoy finger blasting. This is because for some reason I am unusually tight. <laughs> the same problem. Fingers are small enough to fit and feel good, whereas larger things, aka monster cocks, hurt no matter how much foreplay is involved. Most of the time, sex ends in bleeding and being sore for days following. Oof. I've talked to my doctor, and she's confirmed that basically it's perfectly healthy and normal. I'm just a little tighter than average. I dread the day I have to push a kid out of that Chinese finger trap. (laughs) bottom line is a smaller dick makes the experience much more enjoyable luckily i found my perfect match a partner with phimosis too tight foreskin which means sex is also pretty painful for him we have a good time working with mediums other than just plain old cock and puss sex and we love it anyways piss on me beat me angela there you go so the the guy with phimosis with a too tight foreskin We'll go with a girl who has a tighter than average vagine. There's somebody for everyone. There you go. Two puzzle pieces. Two puzzle pieces. You know, and also, too, I think sometimes we get hung up on, uh, and I hate to to be this person even using these phrases, but heteronormative sex. Uh, most, you know, and that's because most heteros have normative sex, meaning normal, uh, peener in vag, meow, meow, meow. Bob is your uncle. It's done. Uh, A lot of people are, are doing other stuff. So there you go. Here's another email hi mommy responding to a recent podcast on discussion on small penises i've been with my boyfriend for six years the first time we were in the throes of passionate lovemaking i pulled off his pants to find well not the biggest dick he doesn't have a micro penis but i would say it's a smidge under average although i was a little disappointed at first i found myself not missing the larger dicks i had known and loved before so here's two reasons why i can say i love a small dick number one My blowjob game is strong. It's so much easier to give baller blowies with a smaller penis. And now I have become a self-proclaimed deep throat champ. Number two, my boyfriend rocks my world in the sack. I think because of his deficit, he works a little harder to make sure I am satisfied and definitely compensates in other ways. All I have to say is I think dudes with big dicks are way lazier because they expect the piece to do the work for them. Keep it high and tight. Ashley, well, that's <laughs> a really interesting uh, observation, too. Okay, Ashley. Okay, Ashley. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. That's interesting. Why did I just think of Dr. Drew? Oh, I love this idea. So so this goes out to all the gentlemen with uh, smaller units. Uh, there's a lot of women out there that love it. Try not to be hung up on it. And if you do have, a, you can, you can compensate women in many other ways. This is much like that wonderful piece of wisdom Dr. Drew and I talk about all the time to women. When a man can't sustain an erection or isn't interested in sex, women blame themselves. And it is just silly because Dr. Drew says 99% of the time, it is a physiological problem. It is unrelated to the woman. And we always internalize these things. So, guys listening, do not internalize the problem if you do have a small peener. There can be things done. Now, Chris Larson, so many people are writing and asking about your pet rat. Um, how's it going? What's how's Henry doing these days? Oh, his name's Henry now. <laughs> I figured you've named him. You're just so comfortable with <laughs> him <laughs> His name keeps changing. He's, what, what was his name last time? Ratsy, Ratzo. I thought it was Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, um, Bruce Bruce. Bruce <laughs> flew the coop, I guess. I haven't seen him in a minute. Maybe okay. he died of natural causes. Maybe I hope so. Maybe he just got bored. I don't know. Okay. But that, I suppose that that's one good way. News. But yeah, that's that's good one, news. no news is good news for now. Okay. Um, he'll probably show up again, or his offspring will, and I'll have to deal with that. Uh, well, here's my gift to you. As a member of Studio Jeans, Tom and I have offered to exterminate the rat for you. Merry Christmas. Oh. My gift to you. Okay? So if How he exciting. if Bruce shows up again, let me know and we'll exterminate him. We'll end his life prematurely. <laughs> rat rat genocide. I fucking hate rats. I hate them. I fucking hate them. Yeah, they're not nice. They're the worst. I'm now I'm now I'm being rat uninclusive. Yeah, you're being rat phobic. Rat phobic. I forgot that one. what are the follow-up voicemails? Oh, the bathroom coffee. A lot of you guys were really upset about my drinking bathroom coffee. Look, as we know, Miss Christina P is made of Teflon. In terms of like my genetics, my ability to tolerate levels of bacteria, shit don't faze me. But go ahead. Well, what's the advice here? Let me guess. You're nasty. Hey mommy, I just had a response to the guy with the low and loose jeans a couple weeks ago Trying to say that you couldn't have your coffee in the bathroom Just shut the lid before you flush and then the poop won't Mm -hmm. go anywhere Live like 365, you bet I'm coming up in May That's it's an interesting observation However (laughs) Yeah, have you ever put the lid down? No (laughs) I've never Do you do that? Does anyone really do that? I don't, I feel like no I know, like why would we What's the lid for? I know I never sit on the toilet with the lid on. Right. I never put the lid down. And like,
0: even if you do put the lid down, who puts it down before flushing?
1: God, that's such a good point. What are toilet lids for?
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we know what they're for. It's just no one uses them that way. Nobody uses it. To keep the poop in the toilet, you know?
1: (laughs) God damn. To keep the poop in the toilet. Well, and I have, I mean, not to brag. But I'm gonna, cause I my shit game is tight and strong, and I don't, I don't mind bragging. But that Toto toilet we have, dude, it fucking the, it opens for you. It's like, Meh, I'm ready for your caca. Like it talks to you. Oh, then so it, then it closes it's, it's itself. Motion sensing. Yeah, but it doesn't close before it flushes. No, it stays open. Mm. And it's like, bah. yeah, but listen, bro, there's caca on everything. Like, don't they? I don't think that's true. They test. Yeah, yeah. Here's my theory. Everything is filthy all the time. Anything that's like a mutually shared space, door handles, airplanes, like your phone, it's covered in caca. Uh, Pan particle. Yes. I don't. You want me to test it? It's covered in caca. People would be
0: getting so much more sick all the time. They do. They get sick all the time. No, but there's diseases you get specifically from ingesting caca and people don't get it all the time.
1: Yeah, but there's that's how you that's what stomach problems are, and people get diarrhea. It's because they they've ingested caca sprinkles on their no. salad. Oh my every god! Every time? Not every time, but a lot of the times. Every time someone says oh, I have diarrhea I have stomach problems, it can be from caca in your food. It oh my could god! Be. Do I have to call a medical doctor? I'm, yes, you do. Need, I'm not I'm not gonna do it right now. But <laughs> Dr. Jessica Hawkman. You're listening, am I right? Is there shit flex on everything more? There's caca everywhere. People, every time
0: you have diarrhea, you've
1: not, eaten not shit. Not every time. No, 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 no. But I'm saying the majority of people that think they have a stomach flu, it's actually food poisoning caused by bacteria in the food. Caca. Um, come on. Okay. I'm telling you, All fool. Right. Um. Okay. Let's see. What should we get into? Let's do some What Would Christina P's do's. This is fun. And I like Prisci- You
0: got mom questions. Okay. CP's got mom answers. Oh my God. What would Christina P do?
1: Oh my God. Okay, are you ready? Oh, mommy, I have a problem. I've been with my boyfriend. Oops, sorry. I gendered my partner for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always knew he didn't agree on some politics, but we just don't discuss. However, recently I found out he's a complete fucking nut job who won't get vaccinated because it's a scam and Moderna is using saline for the first injection and blah, blah, blah. Conspiracy dumb shit. How the hell do I continue a relationship with such a fucktard? Can a relationship survive when you live on opposite ends of a flat earth? See you April 2nd, Amanda. Oh, good, good, Amanda. You know what's interesting, Amanda, is that this pandemic has, um, I think, I, this pandemic has made me realize how many people I know that are also into conspiracy theories. And I've also been really surprised to find that I don't share common views with a lot of people I was associating with. And I think I think this conspiracy stuff is coming out of the anxiety of this year, too. It's obviously heightened. And I'm going to give him, well, let's see, does, does she cite any other conspiracies? I'm gonna give a lot of people a pass on this year, on their behaviors, on their beliefs, on their on everything, because it's been a fucking wackadoo year. And if you've known this guy for seven years, you said you haven't agreed on some politics, but you recently find out he's a complete nudge job with the vaccine stuff. I mean, this could just be um, a reaction to a very wonky year. I wouldn't judge him so harshly, but I mean, God, it, th- okay, here's where it gets to be a problem. It's not it's not when you're just married together, it's when you have kids. That's when this kind of stuff mm. becomes a problem. Like who mm. cares? You're dating a guy, he's your boyfriend, who gives a shit? He believes in UFOs and you don't or he's a democrat, you're a republican, whatever. Big big whoop. The real deal is when you have children and it's time to vaccinate your baby. Right. Yeah.
0: Now it's affecting like you personally
1: in your life. That is huge. And I always say on the show, I'm gonna say it again, if you wanna have mar if you wanna get married and have children, it is a lot easier to be on the same page with religion, with vaccines, with science, with politics, with tradition, blah blah. It is it'll just make your life easier. It really will. So if you want to get married, I would sit down and have a really long conversation with other, everything else that you've been avoiding for the last seven years, religion, money. Talk about money before you get married. What's his debt? What's your debt? What's his relationship to credit, to uh, to his spending habits? Like all of that stuff is the stuff that people get divorced over. So uh, again, if you're not planning on marriage and kids, big deal. Who cares? He's he's a wackadoo anti-vaxxer. Find it amusing and um, continue fucking him. Right? I mean, what do you think? Yeah. I mean Am I way off on that one?
0: No, nah, it's like if you're having fun, you know, yeah. keep keep having fun. But I mean it's also like it feels like she's crossing a threshold where it's like, you know, this is too crazy for me to actually just dismiss.
1: Oh, right.
0: So maybe I mean, you know, but I think you're also onto something and saying that this was a wild year for everybody. yeah everyone's off the radar like, e- I think everyone has gotten weirder this year yeah and so uh you know maybe maybe bring it up first personally and if it looks like the reaction's really bad like maybe like if you if you see yourself being with this person for a while, maybe couples counseling is a thing to look into
1: yeah and I would also look at other things in his mental health. You know, I think people that are heavy into conspiracies and stuff, like that could be indicative of other mental illness stuff happening. Um, But sometimes that stuff is just fun. It's just fun. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, is it really that he's like, is he tinfoil hat nutty? Is he, you know, is he putting tinfoil on the windows and shit? Or is he just like, hey, this is a silly thing I like? I I like reading about. So, okay. Next one Big Tit Pain. (laughs) hey mommy I have kind of a strange question my friend has been saying for years that her back has been killing her because she has a lot of weight on her chest I figured I would ask the queen of big titted animals do you have any suggestions for her I've heard you talk about how much you struggle due to trying to make those big tits fart and wondering if you have any suggestions with love and farts Louis a hundred I have so many okay um number one the biggest way to help your big titted animal friend is get her a perfectly fitting bra now don't go to Victoria's Secret don't go to the the, these little titty places you need to go to Nordstrom you need to have like an old Russian woman take her measurements measure her the chest and then the meat cup how much meat you got to fill and then there are bras and brands that are specifically made for big titted animals like me you, she can get Wacoal is a great brand. W a c o a l. They make big titted animal bras. Uh, there's there's many. There's so many now. I like to. You have to spend money. It's expensive. So you're talking sixty five to seventy dollars a bra, but it is worth it. Next posture. The problem with big titted animals like us is that you slouch. I slouch constantly, and I am catching myself all the time, and I straighten up. And what's really helped me is exercise and Pilates. Pilates. I do uh, these arm exercises where I strengthen my shoulders, the the back muscles here. So when you strengthen those up, you tend to be more, your spine straightens out, and there you go. Also, I mean, look, my genetics just dictate that I got big old cans. I have had these tits since I was in eighth grade. They just came out, even when I weighed, you know, fucking 100 pounds. So weight, weight, losing weight can help a little really. But once you got that tit meat, it is just whatever. Uh, but, yep, invest in good bras and invest in Pilates or something to, to train the back, the shoulder, so that she's she is upright and not hunched over. Uh, oh, and always wear a bra around the house, a soft bra. They're called, like, home bras. Like, when you get home, take off your heavy-duty one and wear a, like, around-the-house bra. What are those called? Bralettes, a good bralette, so that you're never just... Yeah, bralette, I'm trying to say this, there's a great, there's a few great brands I love. Spanx makes a good one. Yes, wear a bralette, like you never wanna just walk around with your hangers flopping in the wind, that's gonna fuck you up. Uh, So wear a bralette when you're not wearing your hefty outdoor lady bra, and there you go. That's my uh, suggestion. Support, always support those tits. Do we have any uh, voicemails? Let's hear that one, too. Go ahead. Hi, Mommy. I have a what would Christina do for you. As a comedian, you fly a lot. So me and my husband are taking my nine-month-old to Florida on a family vacation. My husband has severe anxiety about the plane and about flying with the kid on the plane. Mm -hmm. He's all worried about if she cries and it's bothering other people, whereas I'm more worried about the plane crashing. Mm -hmm. So... Can you ease my mind about this a little bit for both of our, our parts? I don't know if you've flown with children before, yes, but if you have any nightmare. tips on how to fly with children, <laughs> any tips would be appreciated. Hi, Mommy. Hi, hey, Mommy Jeans. Okay, so nine months old is a different story than when they're four and they can just be glued to an iPad the whole time. Um, yes, both Tom and I shared your husband's anxiety about traveling with babies. Um <laughs> Here's what you can do. We tried the overnight flight since you're... I don't know where you're coming to go to Florida, depending on how long it is. You may want to consider an overnight flight if, if and only if, your kid is easygoing about sleeping in public places. If your kid is an easy sleeper, an easy napper, I would consider a red eye. And that way, like, they'll just fall asleep in your arms. Easy. Okay. uh, For takeoff and landing, you're going to want to give the kid a baba because... their ears are smaller than ours and it hurts them a lot more in takeoff and landing the pressure in their ears. So give them something to suck on. Um, Milk obviously is great so that uh, they will have that takeoff landing. So nine months old. Oh, that's the trickier one. Um, In terms of the other people around you, I have seen things where um, parents make like little baggies of like candies for their neighbors around them and they're like i'm sorry i'm flying with a nine-month-old and like you hand this um it's like an offering of a gift before you fly like dude i'm sorry that's a great idea yeah and be like i'm sorry i have a nine-month-old um the good thing is you can board early in some some airlines i would buy preferential boarding if you can afford that so that way like usually on southwest it's like an extra what like 40 bucks and you can get on the plane before anyone else so you can get settled um and that way you won't have anxiety about like getting on the plane with all your shit if you can um i don't like to travel heavy i hate traveling with the fucking car seat and the stroller if you can get out of doing that that would be great too send diapers in advance don't travel with the diapers. Mail the diapers in advance so that they're at your destination.
0: But then how many do you, do you bring any on the plane?
1: Yeah, because you're going to have your diaper bag. Mm. Yeah, bring that on the plane. Nine months old, it's a little easier. You want to try to mail. And like if you can get a pack and play at the location you're at versus carrying a pack and play. It's a whole fucking traveling with kids. Babies is tough. Kids, kids, older, much easier. You're just going to get that kid an iPad. <laughs> iPads and lollipops. By the time they're four, easy, easy, peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, and that's it. That's what I got for you. It sucks, though. I don't like traveling with littles. I think once they're four, it's, like, way fucking easier. But infants, gave me it gave me so much anxiety to fly with an infant because I don't want to ruin everybody's plane ride. Um, and it sucks because some people do mad dog you. I remember when we got on the plane with our two children one time. And we're coming back from Hawaii. And my kids, of course, they're, you know, they're kids. And they were like, oh, my God, my mom is so exciting. They're just excited to be on a plane. And I could hear the guy behind us going, oh, shit. And then he got up and moved to the other area. And I was like, I get it. I get it. I get it. What am I going to do? Right. What am I going to do? But if I was on the
0: plane and, like, I see, like, a kid next to me, I'm like, oh, great. It's going to be one of these. Of course. But then the parent was just like, Hey. Here's like a bag full of Reese's Pieces or Reese's however the hell pieces. you say, it, right?
1: I mean, fucking form. <laughs>
0: but, like, then if the kids started crying, I'm like, no, you know what? This is what the bag was about. They're having a rough time. Yeah. They're having just as much anxiety as I probably hate. Like they, we probably hate this the same amount. You
1: know? Yeah, yeah. They they can't sit still. Kids have a really hard time. Yeah, you just try to bring them toys. I mean, when the kids are a little older, so that's for infants. Now, if you have a two-year-old, again, they're not not always into the iPad yet. What I would do when Ellis was about two is I go to the 99-cent store, and you buy a backpack, you have a backpack, and then you go to the 99-cent store, and you just buy a bunch of stuff that two-year-olds are interested in. Um, you know, the cheap makeup, the dollar makeup, so that they can just dig their nails into it and, you know, play that uh strainers kitchen tools whatever they have at that 99 cent store and like you just keep giving them one object after another that's another good one for like younger younger kids so that they just have an object every hour or whatever two hours every sorry no no like every 15 minutes um yeah there you go okay mom hacks we haven't done these in a while i love these hey christina i'm a mom of three wild boys i have a mom hack for you i don't know if instant oatmeal is just a southern thing. But when the twins were about two years old, they became obsessed with eating it every morning for breakfast. The problem was that they have zero patience. The second that the oatmeal was ready, they would guzzle it up, burning their mouths every time. (laughs) After watching my little R-worded toddlers torture themselves daily, I decided I needed to intervene since they clearly lacked common sense. I grabbed a container of yogurt from the fridge and added a scoop to the oatmeal and mixed it in. It instantly cooled down the food while adding a little extra nutrition. Very good. It's been a hack that I've used ever since. Since I realized that by doing this, I've created a Pajitsky effect when one of my eight-year-olds went to make himself a bowl of oatmeal and called out, Mom, I can't make oatmeal because we are out of yogurt. I chuckled to myself and said, Sorry, son, I'll buy some more. One day, he and his brothers will realize you can, in fact, eat oatmeal without yogurt. But this one is for them to figure out until then. I'll keep supplying the yogurt. Thanks, Mommy. Love the show. <laughs> That's good. Also, um, yeah, we had the same problem. Obviously, toddlers want to eat everything hot, hot, hot. Um, just put some cold milk in the oatmeal, too. I've done that. Like, just pour a little cold milk and then mix it up. Put ice cubes in, in soup. I've Done that a bunch with Julian.
0: I remember when I was growing up, because mm. uh, my mom would make porridge and stuff for us and oatmeal, and it's yeah. like, oh, is it too hot? And then you just put it in the freezer for, like, 30 seconds. That works? I mean, it tricked us. Like, it was just like, <laughs> yep, that's cold enough now. And then we would just eat it like normal.
1: What's so funny. when you're a kid, oh my God, I'll never forget. I still will do this. The fucking Stouffer's French bread pizza. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Google Stouffer's French bread pizza. Oh, God. If I didn't care about my weight, this is what I would eat. This is what I, oh, death row meal. Oh. this nasty shit French bread with Bruh. the fake pepperoni on there. Ugh. This is straight latchkey kid. Delicious. Now to me, first of all, if my dad let me get this,
0: it's this out was of stock.
1: <laughs> what? It's out of it's stock. It's out of yeah. stock. It's
0: so popular. It's,
1: it's the French bread pizza. For those of you listening who grew up at latchkey kids, this is one of the, cl- I mean, this is to me a high ticket item, a very bougie item stouffer's french bread pizza with pepperoni i mean first of all i probably could eat four at a sitting i don't know how why four but boxes four fucking whole. so that whole french bread pizza is like a foot like a little less than a foot long and you put that shit in the oven and and the patience it took to even wait to put that in a regular oven versus the microwave was like herculean as a kid and then it comes out of the oven hot af like piping hot because the sauce gets really hot it's like let lava and then like i just could not wait to devour that thing every time i had a stouffer's french bread pizza it would just massacre the roof of my mouth massacre to where like you know when like the strings hang down In your gums, because you fucked it up so bad, like in between your front teeth. Uh Uh-uh. You never fucked your teeth up, like your gums that bad? I
0: don't even, I had strings of cheese coming out of it? What?
1: No, so like I have, and plus the Stouffer's, the French pizza bread is so crusty and hard that like you shred up your gums. Oh. Yeah, like you bite into (laughs) it.
0: No, I've never done
1: that. You've never cut your gums, like the roof of your mouth and your teeth?
0: Off of hot. pizza
1: Pizza. not any hot pizza stouffer's french bread no i don't think i don't think i've done that god there is something like god when you know when you eat crappy things in childhood and like it's how you're hardwired from now on like that i dream about eating that french bread pizza now to this day and it that that is like my top tater tots french bread pizza Macaroni and cheese, which I make for my kids incessantly. Like all these white trash foods. I fucking love Salisbury steak. Microwave, frozen dinner. Like, I don't even know what Salisbury steak is. Isn't it just ground beef? It's a fucking hamburger without a bun. It's Salisbury steak, bitch. Look it up. Let's see what's in that. What is Salisbury steak? It's, ugh. It is so, and I know that it's bad and it's gross, but because I grew up eating all this trash, I love, like, that, that meal on the right, the all recipe, like, bruh. Bro, that's a fucking hamburger. but That's a hamburger with gravy on it. Shit is so good. (laughs) This is fire, bro. Like, this is my childhood right here. It's
0: ground beef in the shape of a stick.
1: Dude, Google budget gourmet Salisbury (laughs) stick. So when I lived with my dad, he was a single dad, and he never really cooked. He would only make, he could make two things, grilled cheese sandwiches and SpaghettiOs out of the can. There it is. Oh my God, there's my whole childhood living with my father. This is, this. they changed the packaging. This wasn't the original. But oh, and banquet meals too, yeah. So my dad would take me grocery shopping every now and then, and I would just load up on microwavable frozen dinners. And this was like, Oh, the Salisbury steak. This is the the best entree, in my opinion. This and um, Lean Cuisines, I love those, Budget Gourmets. Oh my God, I, my mouth is watering just looking at that Salisbury steak. I'm so trashy. <sighs> I am straight trash, I love it. Oh, I love it. What's the trashiest, I mean, I know you like Wingstop, but what's like the thing you'd be so embarrassed to tell people, like, dude, this is my jam, like.
0: Uh I feel like any time I tell people that I'm into Baja Fresh, they're like, Ugh! I love Bop. I love it. Yeah, that o Pollo Loco, I love that shit.
1: I don't I never got into that one.
0: That was like uh It's good. It was when mom was a little lazy and she's like, You know yeah. what? I'ma go pick up some food. Yeah. And it was either Baja Fresh or Apoyo. Loco. I
1: love Baja. Baja Fresh makes me violently ill every time. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but it reminds me of home. <laughs> violently ill like i will get diarrhea so fast as i'm eating it i will feel ill and yeah. like the last bite of that burrito i'm like i feel sick i want to die
0: i'm hurting the whole week after that <laughs> it hurts for days
1: it's but it's good it tastes really good oh,
0: so good yeah honey. those
1: nachos Ooh, oh nice. shit okay i love mcdonald's i mean who doesn't though like yeah, I get still your life that shit, yeah. you ever
0: do the McGangbang? no you get a mcdouble and then you get a mcchicken <laughs> and then you you wrap the McDouble around the McChicken so it's like one mega sandwich.
1: That is so fatty. You yeah, fat I did, boy. I did, That's a fat it, boy I, special. I
0: did it once. Yeah, it's my fuck it's the vaccine special. It's I've done it <laughs> I did it once and I felt so gross. I was Like McDonald's already makes you feel not great about yeah. yourself. That really tops it though.
1: Yeah. Cuz you know what's interesting with <clears throat> my relationship to McDonald's like I'll be so hungry and I don't even feel full after I eat it. I just feel sick. Like I'll go from <laughs> hungry to sick (laughs) like you don't feel good
0: yeah at no point are you satiated no you just get less hungry yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah taco bell same dude i love taco bell i mean that's my jam right there (sighs) yeah taco bell quesadillas is all right fuck but that budget gourmet that french bread pizza oh man that shit's so good okay I'll move on. I'm like dreaming. Oh, do we have a voicemail? What would Christina P do? Or do we do that one? Uh, right? We already. Oh, oh no, 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 no. We got one. We got one. Okay. Let's hear it out. Oh, no,
0: no. Because we're on mom hacks now.
1: I know. But now you got me all curious because you highlighted. It's my show. Do what I want.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. But we already played that one. My bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was
1: okay. Well, I've just found a way to love online shopping even more by getting cash back on what I buy using rebate key. I just bought a Pilates kit. And I got 25% off with rebate key. And there are items I saw in there. You can get up to 100% of your money back on thousands of items from Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, and more. It really is bananas how much cool stuff they have on rebate key. And you can literally get stuff for free. I can't believe I was paying full price online for so long. This is absolutely The best way to shop online. Rebate Key is completely free to use. They don't ask for a credit card. um, So it's totally secure. The whole process is super easy. No more clipping coupons or sending in barcodes. I just order directly uh, through the retailers that I choose, like Amazon or Walmart. You enter your order number and then wait from the check to arrive in the mail it is just that easy i'm telling you there's no reason not to sign up for rebate key right now sign up for free today and never pay full price online again just go to rebatekey.com that's rebatekey.com spring is just around the corner and you know what that means it's time To fix that lawn winter has ravaged our lawn there's yellow spots and um, kids spots which is why i love sunday sunday is more than a lawn care product it's a customized lawn plan that works with nature they take out all the guesswork and the chemicals so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people pets and the planet and your kids man you don't want your kids rolling around on chemicals it's super easy i went to sunday.com i put in my home address and their free lawn analysis tool took care of the rest in just seconds. I can't wait to get my kit. Sunday uses soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan so you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. Sunday is made with ingredients that you can actually pronounce like seaweed, iron, and molasses so you can grow better and feel better about it. Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com slash WMMA to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash WMMA. Oh, God. Did you see the excitement in my life when I saw those old food things? Yeah, dude. Are you
0: going to, are you going to like make a big run right now? You're going to go to the market and you're going to bring a whole bunch of like, hey, guys, we're going to eat stuff for no. mom's childhood.
1: Can I tell you, my kids would be like, what? Were you poor? Like you're. Were you homeless vagabond? Did I get nah. like a freight train?
0: I don't think I don't think your kids would have Trucker? enough context to judge you. No, on no, they, that, would. You
1: know? they would not yet. But uh, I remember at one time, my dad. This was the height of my dad's like single dadness. We would go to the German. So there's a German market here, in the San Fernando Valley. It's just called German cold cuts. <laughs> Doesn't even have a name. Now this place is so old that it's been open since 1970, I'm, I'm born in like 76 and I moved here when I was four and I've been going there my whole life, you know, since I was four years old and the same old ladies still work behind the counter and they have the same exact, Hunga- there's like Hungarian things you can buy. My dad used to buy these disgusting chocolates with a cherry in the middle with the liquor around it. Do you get, you know those, right? Uh, Does anyone actually like booze chocolates? My dad. Ugh. 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 I know. But the best part, so he would take me there to German cold cuts and he would buy, I'm like a month's worth of hot dogs. What? (laughs) A month's worth of virshli, you say in Hungarian, virshlis, But they're just like long hot dogs. They look like Dodger dogs, and they're German hot dogs, virshli. And my dad was so proud of himself because he figured out that he could put the virshli in the freezer, and then we could have virshli all month. <laughs> Bonus was that he could put the rye bread in the freezer, too, and then you could have bread, too, with the virshli. So there was, there were months of my childhood where I lived with my father. Like that's all I would eat were like these German hot dogs in the freezer. And I'm like, my friends would come over and I'd be like, you want a hot dog? (laughs) Let me just get the frozen bread and the frozen hot dog out. Like, I mean, oh my God. But I, they tasted good. And I still, I still fuck with those. I still go to German cold cuts. I brought, I brought my sons and I was like, this is it. This is German cold cuts. This is your legacy, bros. (laughs) You want some fucking chocolate cigarettes? They still sell those, bro. They still sell that. I, I bought, got got my kids some chocolate cigarettes. I was like, here you go. This is how you learn to smoke. How you learn to be cool. Wait,
0: legit? It's cigarettes in the sh- it's chocolates in the shape of
1: cigarettes. Yes. Google German Cold Cuts, Woodland Hills. It's here in the San Fernando Valley. So they sell chocolate cigarettes. Now before, there it is. It's called German Cold Cuts International. Let's give them a shout out because I want them to stay open because, look, five-star rating almost. This place, I swear they've been open since before I was born. I know it. It's the same old German ladies who have been running it forever. And you get the real authentic Hungarian stuff. You get German stuff. They sell you know, Hungarian German pickles and the, the sweets and the breads and the it is just to die for. Yeah, look at this place. Five-star reviews. Check it out. German cold cuts. And they also make killer sandwiches. If you are in the neighborhood and you're starving, don't go to Subway. Go to German cold cuts and get yourself a fucking real cold cut sandwich. Okay. It's off the chain. These old broads know what they're doing. But chocolate cigarettes. Yep. I used to, oh, uh, that was fun. And they used to have bubble gum cigarettes where you could blow and it would blow out powdered sugar. And it looked like smoke. Here we go. That's it. Chocolate cigarettes. That's what I get them. Still sell them. Shit is so fucking dead God dedicated.
0: damn.
1: Yeah. C- I love them. Cigarettes are cool. I don't care what anybody says. This shit makes you look cool. Smoking's cool. I mean, I don't do it anymore because it's obviously going to kill you, but it looks cool as shit. There we go. Okay. Oh, let's do another mom hack. And then I want to get into some Pajitsky effects and then. Oh my gosh, it's late. It's 6 p.m. as we're recording this. It's practically bedtime. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Oh, getting kids to eat. I'm always curious about that. Hi, Hitler. My four year old niece is in a phase now where she really doesn't eat much. Oh, I hate that fucking phase. To get her to eat anything, you gotta be super creative. I had a light bulb moment while she was pushing breakfast around on her plate. I decided to let her squirt my giant gentle dog with a water gun in exchange for a bite of breakfast <laughs> one bite equals one squirt my dog had a ball and my niece cleared her plate fun <coughs> and functionality piss on me beat me fuck you natalia oh yeah <laughs> that's a new one that's a good fuck you natalia ashley that's hilarious very good very good uh, ashley you know, my I found that my kids go through those non-eating phases as well. And the first time, you know, my older boy, when he would not eat, I would just freak out, and I would try to figure out any way to manipulate him into eating. And then I just figured, you know what? I mean, just like grownups, we go through phases of like, eh, I don't really feel like eating, I don't want to eat. And then, you know, you go you go back and forth. And then the next day, they'll eat a bunch. So I try not to to freak too hard you know she might love breakfast and then just not be into dinner and and vice versa so I think eventually it it all evens out and I'm also the by any means necessary mom like if there's a phase where my kids are only eating mac and cheese great they're gonna eat fucking mac and cheese I'm not gonna freak out you can just as long as they're eating something man they're not gonna they're not gonna die Okay, I have a shoe hack for those who hate shoelaces. I hate shoelaces so much. So what I do is I don't put the shoelace through the last hole, ooh, and I tie my shoelaces normal, but add an extra knot. Oh, snap. The reason for leaving the last hole without without unlaced is so you can slip your feet in and out of the shoe without ever having to tie your shoelaces. Again, I've been doing this for a decade and I promise you it's a life changer. I've attached a picture so you can see what I mean. (gasps) Lily, mind equals blown. Wow, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I'm gonna try that because it leaves just enough room. Oh my God, what have I been doing 44 years of my life? such a fucking idiot okay that's really cool right i'll try that shit bro
0: hell yeah dude
1: oh let me hear this one uh hi mommies i have a nine-year-old daughter she's our only kid so allowing her to have her independence is important my husband and i have decided to get a gizmo verizon watch it allows you to call your child and track them that's what i'm talking about my daughter is excited about the idea of getting a cool watch and i'm excited about her Being able to enjoy her summer without being stuck inside. I love this. We have several neighbors around us that have kids at her school. Now she can walk over and not have to wait for us to get home from work. Love you, Mommy. Sarah from Sodak. I don't know where Sodak is, but it sounds cool. Oh, I like this. This is the Verizon Gizmo Watch 2. Now, I've already done some research into GPS tracking my children. Uh, Does it run on Bluetooth or Wi-Fi? think if it runs on you have to see what it runs on because the gps i know the last time i checked they hadn't really figured it out entirely i have gps on my dog i use the whistle which has just been really great and that runs on bluetooth i believe no she's on the wi-fi i don't fucking know anyway very cool very cool very cool uh let's see Oh, interesting. Hi, mommies. I have to side with Annie. This is the Annie episode on the dishwasher. We uh, discovered that Annie's mother only let him put a dish in the dishwasher when it was 100% clean. My mother, too. I have to side with Annie's badass mom on this one. She's 100% correct. You should not be putting dishes with visible food, etc. in the dishwasher because it will clog the filter down at the bottom of your dishwasher and fuck shit up. This is a hill I am willing to die on and you better believe I'm training my three little genes about this right now. Sure, you can clean that filter in the bottom of the dishwasher and you should clean it anyway, get your life. But as a best practice, you should not be putting food covered dishes in your dishwasher unless you want to be buying a new dishwasher all the time. The dishwasher is not some magic appliance hooked up to, to your garbage disposal that will grind and remove food from the dishes and, and the machine. Keep them high tight. See, so this, this leads me to, you know, to question, well, then why have a dishwasher at all? You know, you've already done the task of washing the damn dish. So why have a dishwasher? I I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, what the fuck?
0: Maybe so it gives you a little bit more peace of mind. Like you do a precursory clean.
1: (sighs) No, I'm cleaning my dishes twice.
0: No, but then like think about it this way. Like would you rather clean it super good every single time by hand or kind of do a half-assed job cleaning it, scraping all the food off and then let the dishwasher do the rest of the job?
1: Oh, right I see what you're saying the drying part right because I hate drying because
0: otherwise dish.
1: what is the point of life
0: like if you're if you're putting full plates of food inside the dishwasher that food is just gonna be kicking around in there smacking off all your clean all your clean dishes but they the
1: have to have invented a dishwasher that doesn't require you washing the food off it has to exist and I, I would pay a premium for that dishwasher yeah I think it's a commercial
0: dishwasher
1: uh <gasps> Oh, I'll get one. I don't care. Like
0: the kind that you put, like, uh, like you have a tray that you load up, and then you just like slide it into into it. You that'd know? Be
1: great. God, that'd be so fucking great. Like, why don't they just make them like that? It kills me.
0: God damn! Imagine you have one of these fucking things. How ins- much is this shit? Oh my god,
1: it's like five thousand. Yeah, it's super
0: fucking. Expensive. Oh my god, that one's <laughs> <was> eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs>
1: Segura's like, yeah, let's buy it. I don't care.
0: Oh, that's a du- That's a double. <laughs> this one's 12. Jesus Christ, man.
1: Oh, my God. These are so expensive.
0: No, yeah, because, like, these also clean your dishes in, like, 20 seconds. Oh. They're, like, fucking power blasting. Dude,
1: like, how do restaurants make money? You know what you think about that? Like, they have such crazy overheads.
0: Right, and you're like, if you're only
1: getting 10 bucks for me, how the hell is this paying for anything? How is this? The cost of the food, and you have to get rid of the food before it spoils. And then you've got an entire staff of uh, cooks, busboys, Runner, food runner, and then server, and then the front desk lady. It's like, it's tremendous payroll. Jesus, how do you, yeah, and they're charging me, what, 15 bucks for a fucking plate of lasagna or whatever? Right. They got to turn over. It's a grind, dude. It's a grind. It's got to be the alcohol is how they really make their money.
0: Oh, true. No, yeah, it's like how McDonald's, like, their biggest, like, profit margin is when they sell soda, you know? Is that right? I think so. I think I remember hearing that where, like, their biggest expense is the cup.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. I guess. I mean, I know in the comedy business, like, there's the ticket, and then the reason they make you do a two-drink minimum is, like, it's booze. They're selling you booze, and booze is a great business. I mean, bars make a lot of money, man. Yes. Alcohol
0: is... Sick margins on booze.
1: Sick margins. You've, what, 20 bucks for a bottle of vodka, and you can sell each drink, especially in L.A., for 20 bucks each. Yeah. You're making,
0: you're making your money back after two
1: drinks. Dude, It's wild. Wild alcohol is so profitable. fuck I hope these bars can stay have stayed open through this pandemic, man. Yeah, the nightlife. Yeah. I like the nightlife. I like to boogie. Do you know that song on the disco? What are,
0: what are you singing? Do you
1: like me singing?
0: I, I mean, I, I love your voice. I don't know what you're singing,
1: though. I don't recognize a, the song. It's a stupid disco song. I like the nightlife. All right. Uh, let's do some Pajitsky effect voicemails, and then I'll sing some more for you. <laughs> <laughs> you hey, this is Tyler out of Colorado. Hi, Tyler. I have a Pazinsky effect, Pazinski. and it is now
0: 4:20 in Colorado. Oh. And I want to eat dinner. I'm hungry. But I've always eaten dinner at 5.30 or uh-oh. 6 o'clock growing up uh- at my parents' uh-oh. house. <laughs> so now I am i can't decide if I eat dinner or make a snack. But if I have a snack, I don't want to ruin my dinner. But I'm realizing I, I can just eat dinner early and I can have a snack later on oh. and eat some ice cream. But that's it. Thanks, <laughs> mommies. Bye. Right? Fuck yes good. i know i eat early dinner so often that when my so friends much. eat with me they call it na the dinner
1: the dinner <laughs> what's your dinner time
0: <laughs> like you know 4 30 ish you uh-huh. know on the Same. weekends
1: because like really
0: i'm mostly motivated by beating the dinner rush
1: uh oh wow that's I interesting yeah
0: i don't want to wait like 45 minutes an hour at like some korean barbecue place it's like i'll just
1: eat when no one else is eating that's, that's such that's a good idea yeah Yeah, I thought you were going to say out of health reasons. um, (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, no. I just like I like to eat without people looking at me. I like to really hunker down and eat. Uh, I like to eat my dinner at five o'clock on the dot. And it's because we all the kids go to bed at like seven. So that way they eat before they go to sleep. And I like to I don't like to go to bed full. I like to eat and then like what? I have a light dinner. That's my favorite way to. Sl- I know it uh, used to be mine too, and that's food comas, baby. How I gained a lot of weight. So.
0: Well, yeah, that is how I'm getting to my vaccine weight, definitely.
1: My favorite thing in the whole world is to eat a lot and then take a nap, like.
0: Oh, naps fucking wreck me, dude. Really. I end up it ends up fucking my entire day up. I don't mm-hmm. think I know how to do it right.
1: I love to nap. Now, you catch me on a Sunday, and I have a brunch, and I have a little cocktail, and then I load up on food, and then I take a nap. Best. How long are your naps, though? Like an hour, hour and a half. Oh, how do you? And then I sleep fine at night. I'm a baby. I'm a toddler. See, I I like try to nap. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll sleep for like 20
0: minutes. And I end up having like half a full sleep, where it's like, oh, shit, I woke up four hours later. It's dark out. My entire body doesn't know what's happening.
1: And then you can't go back to bed for nighttime.
0: Well, I mean, you know, then I just load up on the weed and I'm like, all right, we could get enough of yeah. this and me to go back. to Yeah,
1: and then you, you force it chemically. Yeah, yeah
0: and if the, that doesn't work, you just have a gigantic fucking meal, a stupid amount of sushi, and then you end up getting it in uh anyway.
1: Yeah, know? there you go. <laughs> let's do another. Let's do one last uh, Pajitsky effect voicemail. Voicemail. We'll hey, Mommy,
0: this. this is Kendall from Missouri, and I'm sitting here at the gas pump, and I think I have a Pajitsky effect. This is the first time in my life that I have just realized I don't have to wait for my gas light to come on before I get gas. I can get gas anytime. I don't have to keep driving around waiting for the light to come on before I'm allowed to get gas. I'm 32 years old. I'm an adult. I can just get gas whenever I want. Anyways, thought I would just contribute. Thanks. Keep them high and tight.
1: Right. right. How long did it take you to figure that one out? <laughs>
0: homie, I don't even understand how people like i I was raised by my mom, and it's like once you're at half tank, you look for a gas station immediately. I
1: know. I get anxiety too.
0: I'd get yelled get at by my mom too. if I let it go to a quarter tank. She's like, what are you trying to do? You trying to get fucking stranded? I know. yeah, she really beat it into me. It's uh, yeah, at a quarter tank, I'm starting to panic looking for a gas station.
1: i can I tell you something? i'm I'm more inclined that way as well. Like one time my fucking stepsister and I were out and we were teenagers and she ran out of gas on Ventura Boulevard and we had no money on top of it. We had no money. So we had to beg for dollars. Ugh. I know it was so bad. We like, please dollar. and like everyone was like, what is wrong with you? But we begged for like, we ended up getting just five bucks. Was put this the in gas. Goth phase? Yeah. So that was cool too. Like getting approached by two weirdo goth girls. But since that experience, I've always been hyper vigilant about filling the tank because it's bad to run out of gas is the worst, man. Yeah, it's like it's the if, worst.
0: if you don't constantly just make sure it's it. like, great, now you're now this is an emergency you're dealing with for a while. You oh, know? my
1: God. It's the worst. Can I tell you, I'm almost I'm almost inclined to go electric car just that I don't I hate getting gas so much. I fucking hate it. But I might go electric on But I can't do that in Texas. I mean, right? It's like why wouldn't you? I don't know. Because how long do they last? Those Teslas? How long does it last? Uh, it's like four hundred miles? Something. Chris like that. Larson, you know everything. That's, that's more than
0: the average. Than that's the like average a tank
1: trip to San Francisco, five hundred miles. I think it's like four to five hundred miles.
0: Yeah, like I my gas tank, I bad. think is like some like th- like a little over three hundred.
1: Oh really? That's something. it? Yeah. It's not. It's nothing too crazy. I hate going to the gas station. And like back in the 80s, there was full service. And I remember my mom would just roll up and then some guy would come up and pump it for you. And like you just sign. And like that shit does not exist anymore. I really wish it did. It does in some states. I think Oregon. Uh, I don't know. But I know in Pennsylvania, you have to have there's full service only because it creates jobs for people, I'm guessing. I don't know why. Uh, But I love full service. I wish California would bring that shit back. I hate it. I have to get out of my car and then it's smelly. And Jersey in then... Oregon. Oh, Jersey. How interesting. Yeah, fucking do it for somebody. I'll pay you to do it. Don't make me touch the dirty thing and now I gotta sanitize and you know how many times I've spilled gasoline on my shoes because I ripped what? the thing. You ever do it like you click and then you This is a problem you constantly have. Well, I've had it a few times okay. where like you, <laughs> you pull it out and there's still a drip drip and then you're like, motherfucker, And now it's. Dude,
0: but now you get to get high off gasoline fields okay. for the rest of the ride.
1: OK. All right. Well, we got to go. That was really cool. Nadav. <laughs> Stupid. You don't like the smell of gasoline? Love the smell of gasoline. Yeah. All right. Get the
0: fuck out of here. Though. You, Love. you like that shit.
1: Did you ever see that episode of My Strange Addiction where the girl was addicted to drinking gasoline? No.
0: <sighs>
1: Sounds Google. like a dream. Girl drinking gasoline, and this chick would drink. She's like, I just drink like a little sippy sip every day. And you're like, this is wild, dude. There she is, drinking gasoline. Ugh. Oh, my God. She's drinking it out of the container, you know, when you're. Yeah, she
0: looks like a member of 3-6 Mafia in this.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to stay high Deadlock. <laughs> you didn't think I knew that, did you? No,
0: yeah, you're so fucking... Yeah, that's fucking rad.
1: <laughs> I love that song. I like 3 6 yeah.
0: My God, she's giving herself she's- gasoline gummers. <laughs> gummers. <laughs> Look at that. She's trying to fucking <gasps> smear that shit on her gums.
1: <laughs> Yo, and like, she meets with a doctor at one point, and the doctor is like, you realize you're burning your insides, you're eating your insides alive. Your organs will shut down if you keep doing this and she's like I can't stop (laughs) I don't taste how can you not stop Uh, like how is this something you can't stop I mean I guess one would argue the same with like drugs and meth and any any obsessive behavior it's it's an it's an obsessive compulsive isn't Mm, it like an addiction it's an irrational it's always trauma and they're like I don't know I don't know what's wrong with me oh yeah I got molested by my uncle you know, but why does like, that make me like gasoline so yeah. much? Yeah, what's the correlation? <laughs> he was a mechanic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, gas. Yeah, okay. I remember the
0: episode where she... The, did you see the one where the, the girl's like taking bleach baths and stuff? Huh? She's just like... like She loves bleach. She washes her hands in bleach. She takes bleach showers. I think she like sips on bleach a little bit.
1: That is so crazy. It's wild.
0: It's wild that they're able to survive it.
1: That's when you think about how resilient the human organism is. Like even you think about us, you and I are native Angelinos as is Zolo. Like, but when we were, when I was, at least when I was growing up, I don't know if you had this, but there were days so polluted in the city of Los Angeles, there were smog alerts and they would tell you not to go outside today. <laughs> That was in the eighties. And there was like acid rain and shit. And you're like, that's the environment my lungs developed in. (laughs) Like, So toxic, I couldn't go outdoors. And you're like, yeah, I'm fine, fine. I'm fine, I think I'm fine, I don't know. But, uh, wow, it's fucking far out. Well, anyway, write in, let me know. Are you drinking gasoline? Is it good? Are you bathing in bleach? Tell us about it. Leave me a voicemail, leave me an email where my mom's at at gmail.com 213-375-5184 if you want to leave me a follow-up a mom hack, a Pajitsky effect what would Christina P do or a mom confession I love all of it and I love you and um, yeah I'm. it's God, it's 6.15 it's practically time for me to go to sleep I love you all and until next time you're my kings and queens I said it like him I love you all my kings and mine, and I love you, and until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where
0: my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hidden bonds at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at.
1: Where my mom's at.